This week's episode is brought to you by the Talkbuster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce of their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So listen to the Talkbuster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. And yes, I am feeling like putting on my smooth, jazzy voice today, but how are you doing today, Ulrich? The world's on fire. Hence why I'm trying to stay smooth. (laughs) I think our branding of the darkest timeline is more true now than ever. Well, then why don't we go past all that darkness and right into thanking the people who make the world just a little bit brighter. For us, our patrons. And they are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Reed D., Arthur Crane, and Kevin Vai. Now, I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong. Anyway, now, if you'd like to become a patron, just head on over to our Patreon, Geeks with Shields. It only costs you 25 cents an episode, and it goes a long way towards helping us with this podcast. So, Ulrich, what are we talking about today? So we're going to try out something new today called Nerdy Questions. A simple idea being we're going to run through some, you know, fun nerdy questions, discuss them for however long they, we feel they need discussing, and make an episode of it. Sounds easy enough for me. All right, so the first one up on the docket is the classic nerd battle of Thor versus Hulk. Who wins? Thor. (laughs) Sorry, Thor. See, the problem is we have been affected by the era of death battle where we know the math and the crazy, ridiculous feats. Yeah, the fact that uh, Thor has in the comics, like, done compressed star levels of feats and stuff. Not to mention the fact that with the once you get the Odin Force in there, he can just warp reality. Like, the Hulk is supposedly infinite strength, but he doesn't have infinite strength right off the bat. He has to build up to it, and that's the reason, you know, why he lost to uh, to Doomsday. Correctly so, by the way, because Doomsday is ridiculous. But uh, Doomsday is dumb. <laughs> yeah. But he was designed to be dumb, so it's it's a given. Yeah, so to me, that's not, that's not really a... A matchup. I mean, even Let's, even if we just took like the movie version, yeah. we've literally seen the two of them fight twice, and in both cases, I would argue, like in the first case, I would argue was left left a lot more ambiguous. But in their proper fight in Thor Ragnarok, Thor basically came out on top until outside interference paralyzed him. So I don't. Yeah, I agree. And but he I don't even know have his weapon. Clean, well, yeah, you throw Mjolnir in there. I do think that Thor would kind of, even cinematically, Thor's going to win. Like, Hulk would put up a hell of a fight, and those cities would be leveled. But that would that would be a fun one to see, nonetheless. Yeah, and once you get in the comics, I mean, there's, Hulk can lift mountains, and even if there are, like, you could argue, depending on some comic instances, that he can be a planet breaker. But, like, Thor's moving at, like, relativistic speeds and swinging around things as heavy as, like, condensed suns and rewriting reality itself. It's it's just not – anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. The, 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 I love Death Battle, but they have, they have shown us things that can't be unseen. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my, my two cents on that. All right, here's the next one. What is the worst job in the Marvel Universe? 
Worst job in the Marvel Uh, I'd imagine it'd be really shitty to be an insurance broker, because, like, I mean, what does superhero insurance look like? Well, there was damage control in the comics, and they briefly referenced in Spider-Man, which was a whole government agency set to just handling superhero damages. Didn't weren't they gonna make a live action show about that? Didn't didn't they release some stuff of it? No, there was going to be one, and then much like every other Marvel TV show there for a while, it just disappeared into vagueness. Yeah, All I right. think it was There's... because uh, Agents of Shield never did as well as they hoped it would. But if you think about it, like the obvious first thing you might think is people who got to clean up after the superheroes, but that's a job with like you know payments and stuff and uh homecoming showed us that you know as long as there isn't crazy alien tech involved there's some good contracts to to be involved in cleaning up after and rebuilding from super in fact if you're in construction you're never at a loss for work in oh god no. but insurance first of all you've got to sell people insurance that can you imagine how high premiums have to be even for basic things like car insurance what is the return on uh hulk Picked up my car, split it in two, and turned it into boxing gloves. That's not fixable. So, man, insurance like it's totally different. Like, the one I was thinking was being a Hydra goon. Hydra goon? Just being, you know, a goon working for Hydra or AIM or any of the other evil groups. Ah. Because I imagine you're that Hydra actually has some pretty good benefits, though. I don't. They're evil. Why would they have good benefits? Because evil usually comes with fringe benefits. That's I kind guess. of the trade-off. <laughs> I don't know, because I just imagine, you know, it's your first day working for Hydra. You're like, wow, you know, this is a pretty good job. Then Captain America comes in and busts your face. Yeah, how do you think that? All right, let me put it this way. You're in that world, right? Hydra comes to you, and they want you to join their their organization. You know Captain America exists, right? So what's Hydra going to do to get you to join? Oh, we'll pay you uh, you know, a whole lot more than you would get doing something else. And you get dental and health care. And uh, I'll cover your family too. Like, you get my point here? Like They have to offer you a lot because otherwise why would you take the job? I feel like they have actually made a point that it's not that great. Because what about Hydra Bob from the Deadpool comics? Uh, I don't he know defects, about Hydra Bob. He defects from Hydra to go run around and do shit with Deadpool. Yeah, but I feel like – and this only comes from my little knowledge about Hydra Bob because I've only read a little, a few Deadpool comics. That was less a financial decision and more he liked Deadpool specifically. I guess, but like his life is not you know, presented as being good. So I don't know how good the – maybe the benefits are good. What, what, are the, what are their terrible jobs? Being a policeman, that would feel kind of redundant, you know? Uh, No, I feel like policeman is – Actually, you're right because if you are – a policeman outside of New York, out of outside of either of the coasts, you're busy as fuck because for whatever reason, superheroes only exist on the coasts. There's also the fact that, uh, you know, we, we've seen with things like Into the Spider-Verse that police have, you know, very important opinions on what superheroes are. And I mean, admittedly, I do love the science that basically explains that it would really suck to be a policeman in New York with Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. Spider-Man is my absolute favorite hero, but his webs take two hours to dissolve, and they're as like hard as steel. So imagine you're the cop. You drive up, and there's some, you know, a purse snatcher who's been webbed to a pole, and you don't have, you know, a super knife to cut through it. What do you got to do? Got to wait there well, for two hours. There's logistics. You can't just arrest somebody without any evidence. Yeah, actually, in that case, it'd probably be worse to be a lawyer in the the superhero world. Um, I mean, how how often do you think 
petty criminals get away because it's like, well, I was taken in without due process and so, I mean, what does even due process look like in a superhero world? Uh-huh. No, think about that. Because, I mean, yeah, Spider-Man webbed you to a wall with a purse, but who's to say that you weren't returning the purse to the little old lady? I suppose uh, in a superhero world, we might be more likely to have witnesses, people who are far more likely to, you know, come forward with, like, I saw a superhero do a super thing, and here's my statement. That probably See, helps. this is why I'm excited for the She-Hulk TV series on Disney Plus because this is exactly oh, yeah. what they're talking about. Like the loose pitch that has kind of been re- suggested, leaked, what have you, take whatever, call whatever you want, is that that's what the show is going to be about: is her practicing superhero law, and yeah. then we'll finally get answers to questions like, "So Hulk used my car for boxing gloves. Who do I talk to about that?" Yeah, I'm I'm still feeling insurance agent so far, personally. Yeah, that that, that could be a great one. Okay. Here's one. This will be a good one for you. If you could collect any nerdy thing, you got the time, you got the money, you got the space, you got whatever. What are you collecting? Um, is value a matter, or is this like, what's the point of the collection? Because it's just, okay, something anyone listening has to understand about me, and I've probably said it a few times. This question is very anti-me. That's I why I said it was a good one. Yeah, I don't collect things. I don't like collecting things because I don't like stuff. I my apartment is sparse like i don't like things on my walls i don't like things cluttering up my life it's it's just it's very uncomfortable i admit i have been really tempted to start collecting uh orcs from warhammer if i had a good like cabinet for it but uh that's that's space and money that i don't have well this is saying you have this you have the funds you have the space you can do whatever what are you collecting because, see, I had to think about this one myself because I went down the list, like, nerdy things to collect. I already do most of them. I do comic books. I do Funko Pops. I do movies. I do games. I mean, I'm even starting to dip my toe into action figures. I... I'm not going to do cards, though. I don't like card collecting. I think it's boring. Uh, yeah. Books might be a good one. Like, if I had a decent-sized library, I think that'd be really cool. I'd have to hire someone to clean it because of the dust. Oh, But, like, a good collection of first edition rare kind of just novels like classic novels that'd be really cool i'd always have something to do i've seen people do that with like games and stuff but something that that makes me probably because the way video games operate everything's moving forward it feels i don't know obsolescence isn't the right word but but books don't really become that doesn't really happen with them so so maybe books uh gold coins would be a good one because i kind of collect those i have a, a a thing i've done since high school I've, I've lost it several times where i like collecting gold coins and putting them into you know little like crown royal bags and calling it my pirate treasure <laughs> it's never it's never gotten very big the largest I ever got was in high school i had 60 dollars worth and then my stepdad at the time stole it to buy alcohol so not a fun memory anyway but so uh, having a lot of those in like an actual pirate, there's like a chest of it, but that's not really a collection as much as a uh, – It's a hoard. A, yeah, a hoard. So that's not a collection because like I, in a collection, I imagine everything is like separated so you can see each thing individually, right? That's what makes it a, a collection. Uh, I don't do toys. Um, I don't like the idea of doing toys. It's just I've seen a Batman toy wall, and I was pissed off that I couldn't play with anything on the wall. I was like six or something like that. Oh, that turned you against toy collecting. Yeah, it, it did. Like I said, right now, if I had the time and money, an orc army would be pretty cool because that's a collection that I can also play a game with, and getting into Warhammer Tabletop would be pretty cool. Uh, 
not vehicles, definitely not anything huge because that's too much space and too much money to deal with. I already have uh, two cars and a trailer, and that's too much for me. I love that I've given you this, you know, you you have, there's no limit, and you're still like, but it would it would take up space in my infinite void. Yeah. yeah I mean, put it this way. If I had an infinite void, infinite resources, I'd still only want like a two or three bedroom house, couple bathrooms, maybe a small garage so that I could do like some working in there but i don't want man i I hate the idea of mansions and giant garages and infinite space that's just that weighs too much on my mind i don't like that so i know you'd be sitting there in your nice little three-bedroom house looking out to your vast empty void going oh this is good wait a second wait a second there's something in my 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 lawn is that a gnome put a garden gnome there no get that out of here you assume that i approve of lawns i don't they're uh evil evil things and they are against nature so I'd rather have a rock. You're not wrong. Okay, then let's see. What's it? Oh, here's a real so, simple one. Yeah, so I'm gonna say my my best answer is, is probably books, only because I'd love to have a library, small library. Yeah, I think I ultimately decided it would be action figures because that's not something I'm currently collecting that I'm starting to, which I don't quite know how that started. Like I got a really kick-ass classic Thor from Christmas, and now I'm I, like, oh, I need I need a Doctor Doom, ooh, and a War Machine, and <laughs> By the way, if I was going to be specific, I'd want um, I'd want rare copies of sci-fi books. Like it'd be some like classic first edition Asimov kind of stuff, you know? Uh, I can see that. Uh, anyway, here's a real simple one: Jedi or Sith? Sith, easy. Yeah, I I don't even think about this one. Being Here, Jedi has thing. way too many requirements. Anyone listening? To this, here, here's the thing about the the Jedi Sith debate: Every, <laughs> being a Sith does not automatically make you evil. It, it just so happens that the prominent Sith in Star Wars story tend to be evil because the inherent difference between Sith and Jedi has to do with how they view themselves and their society and their emotions. Jedi are selfless. They are meant to serve generally, and they are supposed to be emotionless. J- uh, Sith, on the other hand, are emotional. Their emotions drive their power. They believe in freedom and personal power. Now, that part, personal power, is what usually lends them to being like evil and despots, but that's not necessarily a requirement. Like, in, in my example, basic example, and of only a friend of mine who's really into the Star Wars Expanded Universe told me this. In a lot of the books uh, in the Expanded Universe, you know, that used to exist, and now, who knows, a, a you know, the Jedi mind trick? Apparently, Sith in general despise that. Like the idea – just like how Sith will do like lightning but Jedi don't, Jedi will do the mind trick and Sith won't. And not because they can't but because they find the idea of going into someone else's mind and changing what they think or affecting their free will to be abhorrent, to be completely against the ideals of free – of freedom and personal liberty that Sith stand for. That's why the end of the Sith Code says the Force will set you free. So anyway. Yeah. No, I've given it a lot of – well, not a lot of thought. I give it five minutes thought, like, do I want to be all-powerful and unrestricted or do I want to, you know, have to follow rules and regulations and control my emotions and, ooh, force lightning. And come on, red lightsaber, get the name Darth in front of your name. What is is there not to love about Sith except eventually your pupil will betray you? But I don't know. That seems to be what happens to a lot of Jedi too. I think it depends entirely on how you go about your sithing, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I personally, I think if I was in the Jedi... <laughs> going about universe, your sith. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be trying to take over planets or civilizations or anything like that. I'd just basically be 
my own dude, kind of like Kyle Katarn was in Jedi Outcast, you know? <laughs> See, I feel like you'd link more towards the gray Jedi path than the Sith path, because Sith is all about power, and you're just like, no, no, I just want to, you know, be a chill dude and use my Force powers. I mean, yeah, the, the gray Jedi are all about balance, and I think that's really important, but uh, that wasn't an option when you asked, so... <laughs> All right, and then we'll end on this last one for this time. Which Lantern Corps are you joining? Uh, let's see. Will, Hope, Greed, Fear, Life, Death, and what's, what am I missing? What's the seventh one? Oh, I saying, did you miss Love? Is Love really one? Lantern Corps. That's the pink one, isn't it? Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let's do a quick um, – Yeah, read them out the for Corps. our audience at home. If I can find it – Oh, red is rage. Rage is what I missed. Okay, so here are the the lantern cores. So green is for willpower, red is for rage, orange is for greed, yellow is for fear, blue is for hope, indigo is for compassion, sapphire or violet is for love, black is for death, and white is for life. All right, so if that is if that's the all of it, I'm definitely not greedy. I have some major rage issues, but I try to keep that under wraps. Fear, I don't feel a lot of connection to fear at all. Probably indigo, compassion. I feel like compassion is very tightly connected to empathy, which I feel is like the most important thing that a person can feel in society is empathy for others. So, so yeah, compassion, indigo. With blood and rage of crimson red, ripped from corpses so freshly dead, together with our hellish hate, we'll burn you all, that is our fate. Red Lantern Corps, baby, come on! I mean, this fits you, I suppose. Yeah, like, uh, this this kind of occurred to me, and I was like, hmm, wonder what uh, Corps, like, before I even you know, looked at him, it's like, red. Are we sure? Yes. Let's look at the other ones. These other ones are lame. Red's way to go. Okay. It's all about the power, come on. If I'm gonna be intergalactic, space dude, whatever... I'm going to go, I'm going to feed into my most strongest base emotion, and I'm going to go with one that gives me the most power. All right. Power to you, man. <laughs> Anyways, this has been Nerdy Questions. Let us know what you thought in the comments down below. Yeah, and uh, whatever, oh, sorry. Whatever platform you're currently listening to us on, thanks. We are currently on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If there's some other platform you'd rather us be on, tell us so we can look into it. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And his shield brother, Axel Wright. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable. I know I was supposed to do like the more proper outro, but uh, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, we got turned around.